Never fear, gamers. We have we, returned. Dead. It's good, good to see you all again. Uh, welcome back to the Switched Up Podcast. Now. Uh, episode. Episode 39. Episode 39. Uh, in case we you can, guys didn't we see, <laughs> we uh, had some, some technical difficulties, the likes of which we, we haven't seen, and we were caught off guard. No, not at all. And... Uh, we had to push the episode the episode back a bit. So I will quickly recap everything that happened. We recorded episode thirty nine last week, so that would have been May like May eleventh. We recorded we recorded the entire episode thirty nine. We had some technical trouble. Ty was having trouble with his internet. Um, you know, he he was right next to his answering machine, so every ten seconds you heard a beep. I'm just like, this is not going to go over well. But you said you we're going to keep it going. You fucking liar. I was I listened back. Well, so I went back to listen back to the recording just to make sure because I don't edit this stuff. So uh, I went back and literally I thought I I could not hear myself. Like my uh, my audio was scratchy, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know how this happened. My mic's messed up. I'm like, well, fine. At least I like this has never happened to me before. So obviously it's gotta be the mic. Colby ordered the exact same mic the exact same one literally it's a carbon copy of it's a black blue snowball ice same exact thing same exact cost i get this new mic i plug it in try it i do some test runs i still have this issue i'm like oh my god this is hell i'm literally in hell so i'm like what 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 happened i start google i start googling like is this working right like how do i fix this i go into GarageBand. there was a bug in GarageBand. And uh, oh. there was a bug in GarageBand. Literally, all I had to do was force quit GarageBand and then just like restart my MacBook, which took away my freaking desktop pictures, which was oh. annoying. But, oh. So I got new backgrounds for my desktop. But yeah, I just it go and do it, and then I fix it, and then it works with both mics. So now I have two snowballs. Um, Tyler has his back. Yes, we have. I I moved out of my college dorm today. Uh, and I was finally able to get uh, my microphone back into my possession. So hopefully my audio at least will not be uh, an issue and will hopefully sound uh, better than it has been the last few episodes. So episode 39, this is, we're currently recording on Sunday the 17th. It will be out Monday the 18th. And yes. then later this week we're going to record episode 40 and then we'll do 41 and we'll be back on track from there. So yeah. our treat to you is probably going to be two episodes this week. We have a lot to talk about, thankfully. Yeah, we, we do have all, many, many things to talk first about. First of all, I know the answer to this question, but the people don't. How have you been since our last recording? What have you been playing? What have you been up to? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I've been I've been doing good. Been busy with, with two the two jobs, of course. But uh, I've been playing, uh, been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing here and there still. I've been... I, you know what I actually have started playing again I finally I got on the Xbox for the first time in a while and I've been playing Apex Legends really yeah yes <laughs> I, I've been How's playing it's actually like it's as fun as I remember it and I, I still really enjoyed it so I'm probably going to be playing that for you know a f- just a few matches every day because I don't know i makes me feel nostalgic even though the game's still you know relatively a recent one but you know i'm having fun with it and that's pretty much it what i've been doing uh as far as games go there you go well what about what about you my friend so i've been doing the same thing as you i've been working uh literally they were recording i just got back from working a double shift at the golf course (laughs) i worked from seven to two Seven to two. I'd get up at six o'clock in the morning. It was terrible. Oh, Seven wow. to two. So, I get oh. stop. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so I I leave it to literally the second it hits two o'clock. I'm out of there because I want to go eat. I want to shower. I want to lay down for a bit. I go mm-hmm. back in at five. Help close the range. Thankfully, here in central Pennsylvania, 
the monsoon weather came into effect today really bailed me out so i was on there for like an hour and a half not that bad which is why i'm recording now because i should still be there technically but right i as far as switch goes you know i did the thing where if you play too much of a game you get burned out oh, that's why i'm with witcher 3 um oh, no. so i'm taking a mini mini hiatus from witcher 3 i will be back on that that's uh, but so I he will never touch that game again. Yes, I, I will. I guess, yes, I will. I will. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm like, I got I got a little stressed out this with work, so I'm like, what's a game that I can go back and just relax and play have fun with? It was Breath of the Wild. I played some Breath of the Wild this week, mm, okay. and I have done everything there is to do in that game, but find all 900 Koroks, and I will never do that. So. <laughs> So I've been riding around the cycle. Um, if you saw my Twitter, that one Bacoblin that was just invincible for seven arrow shots just had well, me had <laughs> panicking. You were shooting the NPC, I think, and that it was just she was just deleting your arrows. <laughs> no, the one she moved out of the way and I shot, and he just like, no, no, you cannot touch me. Oh, I'm like, no. oh my god, I'm gonna die here. But <laughs> no, I'm playing that, and then actually, I know I've said this before, but my younger sister Shelby. She has watched me play Fire Emblem Three Houses, and she actually came up to me and was like, can I do my own run? Oh, man. And I said, sure. So Shelby is now playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. We, it is casual, class is casual, casual. So it's easy, and her units aren't dead because she's okay. 10. So, yeah. and she picked her house yesterday. What house do you think she picked? She picked Blue Lions. She picked Golden Deer. Oh, shit. I she hates so, Claude. Why did she go so, Golden Deer? So, she, she, so when she was picking, she was like, all right, which do you think's like the best route? I'm like, okay. Oh. There, I'm like, there is no best route. They're all really good, except the church. Don't do that one. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, if you want the best stories, pick Black Eagles or Blue Lions. But if you want to have like the most fun and, be- and best experience, in my opinion, pick Golden Deer. And when I said that, she got depressed. She's like, I just want to have fun. So she picked Claude. She picked the golden deer, so Shelby Shelby's a member of a, a fear the deer. So fear the deer indeed. I'm I'm curious to see, first of all, how far she'll make it before she stops playing, and second of yeah, all, the over the over unders four chapters. Yeah, I ooh. I'll say she over. Will, well, okay, I'll say, I'll, over. I'll say I'll say over too because the DLC characters are in now and she doesn't know a lot about them, so she'll probably uh, be by that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, six, I think she'll play a little bit, but I don't think she'll complete it. She, she might get to the Field of the Eagle and Lions be like, that's it. That's the game yeah, right there. I'm like, that's not even close to the end. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, good for her. I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to see how she trains her units, to be honest. Because... I don't know if she even will. Because <laughs> <laughs> just throw them at the wall until they win. Uh-huh, yeah. She's like level three clawed in the Field of the Eagle and Lion. She wants a little 15th oh, metre. I'm no. like, this is just not going to happen. This is... A disaster. Well, well, hey, that's sound. That is a that's a that's a hot development. That that's good. It is. Well, I will keep a, the young gamer. That, we the need young, to train the young we are, generation. We are morphing the next generation. <laughs> exactly. So now, let's get into all the news that was released. Yes. Indeed. So let's start off have, hot, right out of the gate. We have an episode recently called "Will There Be Rario Remasters This Year." In yeah. that report, in there the, uh, in, uh, for some the rumor. Reason, so everyone that read the rumor saw the Mario remasters and must have just clicked out of the tab because there's <laughs> like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. If you read that entire rumor and leak, multiple sources confirmed that a new Paper Mario game was gonna come out this year. Yeah. What did we get, Tyler? We got a trailer. For a brand new Paper Mario game on the Switch called yes, we did. Paper Mario, the Origami King. Paper Mario, the Origami King is coming to the Switch, Switch in July, right? July, I think it's July 2020. July 2020. Yep. Nintendo, ha- this is on IGN. Nintendo has announced that Paper Mario, the Origami King will be released on Nintendo Switch July 17th of 2020. So the trailer is very eerie to start. Yeah, very it's dark, very like, kind of twisted. It's very strange, but you know, Paper Mario always uh, 
you know, kind of has a, a stranger essence than, of course, the regular Mario games. But I think it's it's just so unnerving to see Princess Peach talk yeah, so, like talk like yeah. how she's talking. The bad guys are origami folded soldiers. Yeah, and the good so, guys are all regular old two D yeah, paper Mario. Regular paper Mario. The the game looks phenomenal. Those it looks really good, like surprisingly Princess, good. Princess Peach invites Mario and Luigi. Is there even a Luigi in this trailer? I did not see a Luigi. I he might be a bad guy. It. He might actually be a bad guy. Come to think of it, but <laughs> to the Kingdom's Origami Festival, which she took a bit of a more she looks she looks a bit more papery than usual. It turns out King Ollie, who claims to be the ruler of the Origami Kingdom, has hatched a devious plot that only yes. Mario and his friends. I'm gonna put friends in in quotes. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Olivia is King Ollie's sister. Uh, who cares? Um, Paper yeah. Mario will have new abilities at his di- at his disposal, including the, a thousand-fold arms ability that will allow players to extend Mario's arms and interact with the environment and solve puzzles. This is actually a pretty neat gimmick. Oh, we have... Oh, so Mar- Paper Mario is going to be the arms representative, right? And Smash yeah. Brothers? Finally, someone connected the dots. <laughs> there have been so many memes about that. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So we're gonna, Paper Mario 40... swiping the envelope away from Springman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. we got some. Oh my god! Right here. That's like the sunshine blooper. There it is. There's the thousand fold arms. Holy shit! So this game as looks you can see, really cool. Like the font just visually, it looks so nice. The, the, you see the traditional Paper Mario font. Google, I do not want to see that ad. <laughs> so yeah, um, goodbye. That was the weirdest part in the trailer. Yeah, that it was. Oh, uh, so unsettling at first, but I, I freaking love it. All right, so here we go. Here's here's what I want to get to. So this is why I put friends in quotes. So we'll first get to this. Paper Mario the Origami King is the first title since 2016's Paper Mario Color Splash that was released on Wii U. Yuck. Uh, yuck. Um, and Paper Mario and IGN said that Paper Mario Color Splash is a step in the right direction for the series after the 3DS Paper Mario Sticker Star. So. I heard they I don't both know much sucked. Paper Mario. I don't know. Her, I don't know much for Paper Mario, but apparently the last three games have all been whiffs. Yeah, I, I heard that at least the past two were straight garbo. Yes. So here's why I say quotes. Friends. Here's why I say. Here's why I say friends in quotes. Your allies in this game are traditional. Our traditional Mario thousands, enemies. Our traditional Mario enemies, including like Koopa Troopas, shy guys. There's literally a picture of Mario on a train saying, talking to a bomb mom. I think Bowser Jr. might be one of your companions. Bowser Jr. Well. might be one of your enemies. So clearly, Bowser and Mario are like, we gotta like link up. It's like it's like the Avengers. It's, so, it's kind of like uh, what's it, Mario RPG? Or yeah, yeah that, so, was, that was the that was the like first Mario RPG yeah. that probably like, inspired like most Thor- of the other Mario RPGs. It's like Thor and Loki teaming up to take down Hela. That's what's going on right here. So, and also, you guess you can make like Bowser your your ally. Like, oh, he's the folded guy. He's like a cube. In the trailer, Bowser's like a cube, and he's your ally. And that's oh. the second Mario game in a row where Bowser can make you can use Bowser as your ally. Mario Odyssey, the last level, you you well basically you you've been able to use Bowser as your ally in a lot of games actually. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's in, true. But I mean, like this in is Mario RPG, is this. Second consecutive. Uh, I get on the switch, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, it's not your it's not your traditional like beat Bowser like so the the puzzles are way more interactive on the switch and I love that because this console allows you to do so many neat things when it yeah. comes to interactions and puzzles like even Odyssey was like so you you do a lot of thinking and a lot of searching and there's a lot of new mechanics that you have to use to get some moons especially I with really a game hope, like this. Yes, you, I hope this game's like, like you could probably have some Joy-Con crazy craziness going on absolutely so i went into joe ziza's stream and asked people what they thought of the new paper mario game <laughs> okay here's what we have so one was like i'm wary of the new paper mario well that's that that would be because the last two games suck well, there's of course of yeah but everyone everyone's pretty much in agreement they're very excited for it it looks pretty cool looks awesome can't wait to see where they're going unusually hopeful i think that's a good way to put it uh, back on the topic of the the allies that Mario, yes, has in these Paper Mario games, or at least in the one that everyone holds like into the heavens, the Thousand Year Door, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe was the first one. 
uh, you know, you had allies that were traditional enemies. Like you had a Koopa Troopa as I believe your uh, a companion. I think you would have a Bob Bomb as your companion, and I think you could also have a Goomba as your companion. But their their looks were different, and they were like unique characters. Mm-hmm. Like I believe they had like special names and such. But I've seen some complaints that the about the allies being like literally just enemies like there's nothing really to distinguish them from other enemies of their kind i suppose yeah uh if other enemies of their kind will even show up obviously you know the fact that your enemy enemies will probably be made of origami rather than the straight 2d paper yeah probably differentiate them enough but i've seen some people say that that's a little uncreative but uh personally i think it kind of makes sense because this is probably going to be a lot of people's first step into the Paper Mario series, considering the big success of the Switch. Yep. So it'd probably be best to kind of simplify uh, some of those stylistic elements to maybe get people uh, more invested in it, perhaps. that that's I feel, like the, I feel like then with a lot of Switch games, like maybe they're like, okay, maybe this is going to be a lot of people's first... This is going to be a lot of people's first experiences in a lot of our franchises, like Paper Mario, like a Fire Emblem Three Houses. That game, compared to other Fire Emblem games, was way more like, I guess easier to maneuver mm-hmm. maybe even xenoblade they'll have like more simple components um pokemon I mean, hell, was, yeah like all those games i mean hell even like breath of the wild yeah uh, toned completely down some, different tone down some of the zelda like you don't even like the triforce isn't even mentioned no link's awakening and breath of the wild are two completely different games yeah like i mean obviously in breath of the wild you see zelda apparently use the triforce at the end but that is you it. do yeah like, that's, that's pretty it. much it. Like, Link doesn't have the Triforce of Courage. The Triforce of Power no. is not with Calamity Ganon. Not mentioned at all. Like, one of the main things of Zelda just isn't mentioned. And it's crazy when you think about it. But, you know, that it's kind of like that. I feel like that's some of these games are kind of going in that direction. Maybe kind of simplifying a little bit of their... I don't know. I don't want to group all these in the one thing because I know not yeah. every Nintendo game does this, but you know, maybe some like stylistic elements or some elements of the lore or something in order to uh, maybe draw some more people in who aren't as mm-hmm. familiar with it. But that's also, that's just a theory, you know. I, a I said theory. this a ton, but is this the best looking box art on a Nintendo Switch game? You did show. I'm going to go back and find your picture because I don't. I'm not it sure what you so saw. It is so clean. Like, it looks good, but I don't know. It, it doesn't look any better to me than, like, say, Breath of the Wilds or Fire Emblems. Like, they all look pretty on par to me. I don't know. I just love everything about this. Oh. Oh, my God. Bowser is a cube. Or like See, a like this. Square. See this one right here. This one. That one, right? Yeah, that's the one. I, I like it kind of like, you know, the origami is people yeah. are, like, peeling back. Yeah, it, it looks good. It looks good. Okay, we have Bowser's a cube. He's your buddy. Bomb, bomb Goomba, Toad, Shy Guy, Toad, all that. Oh, yeah, there is one origami ally. That must be. Um, oh, yeah, that's the Olivia. That's the, that's sister. the Olivia. Yep, that's s- Olivia. sister of the origami king. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. All right. Do we have anything else on Paper Mario? I love how or, it says I, the, or, or the origami plot unfolds. That is peak comedy, Nintendo. Yes, I do have one more thing. What's we that? were talking about the remasters. Oh yeah, Does that's true. Now this solidify the remasters. Nintendo <laughs> Switch, Nintendo Life read my mind. Today's reveal of Paper Mario: The Origami King for Nintendo Switch has confirmed several things, like the fact Paper Mario franchise made its debut on the Switch this summer, and we're feeling a desperate need to play through all the past games in the series. That is just not how I feel. Yeah, no. But more importantly, it also adds weight to those Mario remaster rumors from earlier in the year. Yeah, because the the Paper Mario rumor was in the same report or like you know speculation that the initial the report also stated that the several that several Mario titles will be launching in 2020, including a new Paper Mario game, which is now confirmed. Like confirmed, confirmed. Look at Mario just pissed off at Bowser right here. Yeah, but Mario's fucking pissed. He's just pissed. Like, why are you, you dumb cube? Like, <laughs> we should. Do you think that... I mean, I'm guessing if they are doing these remasters... <coughs> excuse me. That they'll probably release them uh, probably around the holidays season. 
So Origami Mario comes out, or Origami Mario, oh my god, origami Paper Mario. Mario, the Paper Mario, the Origami King, comes out. Was, out was it? July. It was like July seventeenth or something like that. July something somewhere around, around there. In a normal yeah. situation, without all the crazy situations, yeah. like with all this crazy stuff going on in the world right now, it has to. It would uh, have. It, it would have to. Be it would holiday. have to be holiday something. You know, have like, to be. It so, would have to be nearer to the start of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it could compete with. The new consoles, which it's not going to compete with the new consoles, but just to have something out there. I think it'll. Now that I'm, th- I thought about it a little bit. I'm thinking that releasing these remasters closer to the time that the new consoles come out could be kind of like a revitalization, perhaps, effort, of the Switch, a revitalization of the Switch and its community and such, well, because that that will be big. Yeah, I'm not well, saying that the Switch needs revitalized because it's still doing great, but like. It'll be a, a little jolt, you know, since they're not releasing. Presumably, they're not releasing new hardware. They're just releasing. They would just be releasing these games. No, I think they could. Uh, I don't know. This it would just be big, you know. Like it'd be a no. big deal. Well, yeah, we can we can add on to a conversation we had in the old episode thirty nine. We were talking about the Switch's life cycle. It's only it's not even halfway through. That was oh yeah, that, that was a report that we read, and yeah. we were talking about how. So we can transition right into that. We were talking about like, can it get up to like a six, seven, eight year run here? And let's see, this is we're three years in, yeah, and it's not even halfway done. So I mean, if you just do math in your head, that's eight <laughs> years right there, seven, eight years. Well done. So yeah, thank you. So <laughs> yeah, you think about it, like because because the problem with Nintendo Switch is that it's manufactured in Japan. And there's a shortage over here in the West because of obviously everything that's going on. And yeah. there's like a, and there's a high need, there's a high, de- there's like a high demand for it, which is obviously really good for business. But mm-hmm. you know, there's just so many places that aren't selling it right now. I wonder if like, if hopefully things are more under control by the holidays, if like we just see like a big boom if these Mario rumors are true and like all and like all these people are like all these people start buying the Nintendo Switch because they want to play all these old ga- like remastered old games. Yeah, these. These probably incredible looking, incredible feeling old games. I'm telling you, man, I don't even know how I'm gonna feel about that because it, it just seems so far fetched to. It does. It release does. It's all of these remasters, not just one game, but like what five games? Sixty four Sunshine Galaxy. Galaxy one and two. I would think so. So that's and, four. and Paper Mario. So that's four. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. So, th- like, that's that's pretty big. That's a big undertaking, especially now with people not working and people having to work from home. Yeah, for sure. It's we, a big. Which, it's a big one. I was about to say, which some game development companies have said that it's kind of stunting development processes. Yeah. So it does. For, I'm still gonna remain skeptical about this because I actually don't even. I don't think it's possible. You have to you have to see it to believe it. I, I will have to see it to like I just do not. It doesn't. The pieces don't fit together in my brain about how this works. That would be the one good thing to come out of this year if Mario remasters are the bridge between 2020 and 2021. That's Maybe. just like a grace. It's a graceful Maybe. and 2021 might be like a big year for Switch. We've been talking about that. There's a lot of potential with that. With fucking obviously with Breath of the Wild two and Metroid. But, Bayonetta three, all Bayonetta those games. three, and all this stuff that has yet to come out. Twenty twenty one could be Smash Brothers still with all the DLC. I mean, they're probably gonna need it, right? Because of the consoles coming out later this year, like next year, Nintendo's gonna have to hit hard to compete with these new yeah. consoles if they're not gonna be p- pumping out hardware. Yeah, they're gonna have to. I mean. Maybe next year we see we hear more about the Nintendo Switch Pro, which is apparently going to be like a remodeled version of the Switch. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe like next year we hear more about that. But uh, we have to. Right. I'm I, I'm thinking we're going to get at least one more direct this year. I think it's going to come in like August or September, and I think that's when we're going to hear about. We're, that's when we're going to find out if this is actually a if thing. If this is true, yeah. Is if this is actually going to happen, we find out more about games down the line 2021 i'm not sure if there'll be a holiday direct just because i think this one's gonna have so much so yeah. much like first party stuff that's gonna be enough to hold us all over and it's gonna be a real direct like it's gonna be another traditional like here you go this is what we're doing and 
all that stuff. So here's hoping anyway. Yeah, but we've been. So you talk about games that are coming, possibly coming in 2021. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this? Uh, Pikmin 3? No, I did not. A Nintendo Switch version of Pikmin 3 is reportedly near completion. Oh, so they're port- They're just porting Pikmin 3 then. Yeah, so they're, changed- so they're bringing over Pikmin 3 from the, the Wii U. The Wii U. And <laughs> good gag. They're bringing oh over. Talk-, talk about an awful bridge in between the Wii and the Switch. Good God. Oh, stop. So, yeah, Pikmin 3 is reportedly almost completed for the Nintendo Switch. And we have even more freaking... We more more Mario ties. As VGC yeah. revealed in March, Nintendo also plans to celebrate Mario's 35th year anniversary with several major releases, new and old, including a deluxe Switch version of of the Wii U Super Mario 3D World. That Dude. was actually in, that's the original report. That wasn't even so. That's five games. That is five games. Oh my god! It intends to re-release most of Mario's 35 year back catalog remaster for the Switch, including Super Mario 64, Sunshine, the original Mario Galaxy. And Super Mario 3D World, so one galaxy. Okay, so that's Paper that's Mario. So that's and plus Paper Mario is five. Plus Paper Mario, Mario is five. I don't really. Year. I don't really. Oh, this year then. Yes, yes, it would be. And yeah. Pikmin three, like Pikmin three, these Mario remasters should be ready for release soon. What? According to GameSpeed. I don't understand. I still don't understand how it's possible they're releasing soon. Like that's. Soon uh, has to um, be holiday, right? Unless they had like a whole team. Just working on this in the background. Obviously, I'm sure Nintendo, being a mega corporation, has so many projects going on simultaneously. But what? okay, so this is, this is my this is my connection between this. Luigi's Mansion dropped in October. If this is actually real, that's when this will drop. And then, like Sword and Shield, Mario Remasters will get its own thing. All right, all right. Look, I I will be happy when this comes out, but man, I just don't know how they're gonna do it. Was Pikmin 3 good? Do people like Pikmin 3? I have no idea. <laughs> Pikmin 3. Review. <laughs> Pikmin 3. Let's see what we got here. 95%, 4 out of 5, 4.5 out of 5 on a GameStop. That um, sounds nice. It sounds this good. Dude, this dude, Olimar, just cannot get away, can he? <sighs> so, yeah, there it all is. Um. This game has amazing animation and story. The bosses were as hard as a boss should be. Hard. Very hard. The final boss really satisfied. Okay, we get it. Um, <laughs> I love I love the game. It's pretty good graphics for a Wii U. There's different endings, good, bad, and great. The great ending shows like there were going to be a Pikmin 4 since it kind of looked like ending on a cliffhanger. That, I mean... I have never I played a Pikmin game. I don't think I've ever seen gameplay of a Pikmin game beyond like, a few Honestly, seconds. Yeah, same so. here. I'm completely in agreement with that. <laughs> well, so, hey, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, just again, more games for the Switch. And more Nintendo Switch has games. It's, it's going to get more. <laughs> it's going to get more games. It's going to so get more games. We're not complaining there. What more can we ask for? Exactly. See, exactly. So, here we go. Now we get to now we get to Animal Crossing, which we talked about. Oh yeah, we did. we did. Yeah, on the, on the old episode. Yep. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> Animal Crossing has done things that no other Switch game has ever done. It sold like 11 million copies or 13 million copies in like 12 days. I I think that's what you said. I still can't. I think believe it was. That. I think it was 11 million in 12 days. And if we look here. Animal Crossing New Horizons has 13.41 million copies sold, and it was updated. Shit, it was updated three weeks ago, so that number's yeah. even higher. <laughs> that that's actually insane. See that? So, I remember the first time we talked about Animal Crossing sales, it was a lower number, which was it was obviously closer to release, so it's to be expected. But man, it just it crushed. Fucking, it, crushed. it crushed. Of course it did. It's it just went it just went off. And now it's now it's up there with the greats. So, so yeah, we've been t- we talked about. It's just like this cultural phenomenon. Like yeah, it's all everybody over, we talked knows. about. We talked about how it's all over social media. How like every social media. Every how social there's, media. you know, 
it's kind of like if it feels like a fire emblem thing but just on a much larger scale i uh, yeah definitely i because people knew of fire emblem but what fire emblem three houses did for that community is you know, it, it has a very it has a very vocal both of these franchises have very vocal communities but i believe animal crossing obviously as it's its nature is much more of a of an approachable game for yeah. all sorts of people and i mean hell brie like I remember in the lead up to the game when we saw the Brie exclusive Larson. Nintendo Switch, Brie Larson fucking tweeted out about the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch model. I was like, hang on a second. What? <laughs> Dude, celebrities love Animal Crossing, and that's kind of funny. You're like, Animal Crossing is more approachable and fire. Kill your, friends and f- kill your friends and family in war or build houses with cute animals. <laughs> and I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, but. definitely is. So I don't, like, this success seems pretty pretty on the nose like it seems pretty appropriate it does i mean it's just it's mind-boggling to think about because i think both of us said that it's gonna be it's gonna get more in splatoon but not as much as pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee yeah. we, we we had it we we, ha- we had it in this range but we did not have it i mean look at this uh oh i was oh yeah no um so in the top 10 in animal crossing New Horizons is the only one that released this year, and it's in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, it released in March. It wasn't even that long ago. Genre, social simulation. Is that what mm-hmm. they're calling it now? That's what they're calling it. Oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, was that? So, yeah, the, obviously. Hey, Astral big... Chain down there at 30. Hey, just got over a milli. Oh, so, man. Uh, yeah, when we talk about, I mean, obviously, uh, if Mario remasters come out, I mean, Animal Crossing might actually just get punched down right. into the Earth's crust. I think everything will get punched down in the Earth's crust. That's true. Do you besides think, maybe you, Mario Kart? I don't think I, it'll be Mario I, Kart. Dude, I don't know. I don't think it will, dude. I think remastered sixty four would. I don't think it contend. Can. Contend. It would contend. It, it would contend, be. but I don't think it would beat it. Do you think that has the best chance of being the highest selling remaster in sixty four? It's got to be sixty four Galaxy. Are they releasing them separately? That's the thing. Is it going to be one huge bundle game, or is, are they all going to be oh, released if, separately? If it's a, if it's a bundle, then it's absolutely going to get past Smash Brothers. Yeah, I think so. But that's kind of crazy how Breath of the Wild and Odyssey have the same exact amount. That's wild. I mean, it's such Breath a nice it's such a nice parallel. It's so great. It, it is. It really is. Last updated but, on the same day. Why are all yeah. of these last updated all on March 1st? Well, because so those games came out a while ago. They're updating Animal Crossing more often because it came out this year. I know, I guess, I'm just saying, like, why is literally every single date March 31st? I guess nobody cares about... Maybe that's or no, that's last updated. That's last updated. I guess nobody cares about 1-2-Switch. Oh, game oh, hasn't oh like last updated, last updated the numbers, probably. Yes. Not, like the last update to the game. I guess nobody likes Mario Tennis Aces or 1-2-Switch because those were last updated almost a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. one Probably not. Mario Tennis Aces. September 2nd, 2018 for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh I mean, that was God. that was really close to release, right? Like, to the, yeah. Switch, to the Switch's release, I think. It, um, release date. What? August 29th. Yeah, very yeah, close. A couple 27, months. 2017, man. It's been that long already. It's been a while, like not even halfway through, man. It's here to stay. I hey, I'm all for it. That means I don't have to drop money on anything else. Is Metroid the game you want the most next? No, I want Breath of the Wild too. Okay, okay, exclude that. Obviously, that's in oh, tier by itself. That? All right. All so like, right. so uh, if we're talking about like Bayonetta three, we're talking about Metroid, we're talking about Star Fox, um, Sinnoh remakes. We'll throw those in there. You really What's... think I'm gonna choose? metroid over Sinnoh remakes i don't know man you really were in on the you were really heartbroken when metroid prime well yeah because it was gonna be my first metroid game but so you i'm gonna take remakes of what probably my second favorite pokemon generation over uh my first step into a new ip is your first unova gen 5 oh yeah i love unova unova is pretty good we already got remakes for that. So. There are so many videos on YouTube that's just 35 second clips of like, of like, 
unrelated video footage and it just overlays Unova music and it says Unova music slaps. It does. And those are the like, best. Those are the best Pokemon Generations episodes for sure. It's like Driftvale City. Yeah. And the Team Plasma theme and the Iris Battle theme. It's all good. Oh my god, the Iris Battle theme. <laughs> oh my god, that is so I think, good. I think we talked about this in the in a previous think, episode. Okay. We're going on. A, we're going on a tangent. We're going on. A is tangent. that is that the outro song to this episode? Iris's Battle theme. Iris Battle, just to show the people. Yeah. Why not? Oh yeah, it has to be right. Okay, why we'll do not? it. Okay. But yeah, so here's my here's my point with um Pikmin. So yeah, October thirty first, twenty nineteen, Sword and Shield, November fifteenth, twenty nineteen. So I, I can kind of see that happening here with like Pikmin three, like October like twentieth, let's call it. And then like this is closer to Christmas or like is is November is this considered a holiday release, November fifteenth? Is that is uh, it I I mean it's just a month away, so Okay, we'll consider it. So I could, I think it'd be closer to like actual holidays. Like it might drop on Black Friday. They might just do that. <laughs> they could do that. Yes. They give they give every GameStop like ten thousand copies, and they're just like, these are all gonna be gone by the time the night's over. <laughs> I mean, look, it, this whole this whole crazy virus situation is going to majorly complicate things. Oh man, I just had a freaking um mind like brain thought yeah a brain thought what what if what if they actually what if they actually do that bundle what if they bundle like okay you buy this switch and you get all these remakes with it for like 449 dollars we were just talking about having troubles with stock that's going to fly off the shelves that's true but that's like but if it's in the november like hopefully things are better by then I look man. Obviously obviously they'll sell it separately like they do Mario Kart, like they do Odyssey, like they do Breath of the Wild. But dude, imagine like okay, I just brought home a Nintendo Switch and I have four brand new, new more games. Five, don't you? I don't think you get paid Mario. Oh sorry, no sorry. Yeah, four. I have four games I played as a child on the newest Nintendo console. You and would they're all people looking would absolutely Chris. pay four hundred fifty. They would pay five hundred dollars for that. Yes, of course they would, but I don't think they'd be able to produce enough stock in order to keep up with the demand. Like, that demand would be unbelievable. Dude, if if it's close to completion, they can start now. Well, not really, but they can kind of get a head start, because if if they're working from home, I don't know how... how, No, no, no. no. No, you're wrong. You're still not... You just don't think it's happening. I... I cannot see a world where this happens. <laughs> not <laughs> now. Not now, anyway. Not this year. The no day way. it happens, we're immediately recording, and you're just going to be, you're just gonna have your jaw drop for the entire hour. You're not going to say, I'm going to want an interview with fucking everyone who made that happen and ask them how they did it. What, what inspired this, Mr. President? <laughs> like, how how did you do this without losing your damn minds? Yeah, I mean that's true. But if, anyway, maybe that's, that's just me being incredibly skeptical. No, I think you've cause for concern because that's never been done before, ever. That has never been done before. They have not taken four of the best Mario games. Even every Mario game is like really really good somehow. They have most of them. Yeah. So. They take four of, like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to take four games that everybody loves and just charge you $500 for it and the console. It would... We're going to remaster them all. That's how you compete with Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. That's how you do it. I think that's true. Do you think it'd be a... Do you think they'll do that with the... With a new Switch model, or do you think it'll just be a regular Switch? If they no, want? it'll be a regular Switch. I don't, we have we haven't heard anything about. But this, this. also goes. Back, there like, there are so many variables in this situation because absolutely, are, are they going to release it all in like one bundle cartridge, or are they going to release them separately? And if they do release them separately, are they going to charge full price sixty dollars for like decades old games? Oh my God! Yeah, they would. <laughs> they would absolutely. And people would. People would. People would buy absolutely. It. Yes. People I would complain it. about it, but they would still buy it. Uh, you know they much... would need to add, but I feel like they need to add content in order to pre- to like prevent long term controversy. That's where I think games lose their luster when it comes to remasters if they add content. Then you run the risk of messing it up. Like everybody loves these it, games. If it's I, just I, extra I see, content, see... it's just extra content onto the base game. 
I so like more levels or like like stuff maybe like post game stuff something okay, like that. That's that's the safest bet. If there's post game stuff, I wouldn't touch the main story because everyone loves those games. There's no reason to tinker with something everybody loves. You know, you know, you're actually describing the situation with the Final Fantasy VII remake. That's, that's, changed, my, that's my that's my point. They changed some they of it. They changed the ending. They changed so much. That's that's my point. You don't want to do that because that that got that got ripped that, for it. That that, that definitely a, took that down divided the community. Some people like that, and yeah. some people really don't. Does Nintendo want to do any more dividing within its communities? No. <laughs> so look, there's just so many variables that go on with the situation. There definitely is. God help Nintendo figure out the situation because it is it's a crazy one the nintendo community's already the paper mario meme has they've already made memes of how evo is not allowing nintendo to fix their servers on smash brothers oh yeah evo is i heard that evo isn't allowing smash brothers this year no they're not that's <laughs> people are pissed you yeah because it's evo off. because it's evo online this time right yeah and they can't do uh ultimate because the servers suck yeah, that's why the online sucks. people are heated, and they should be. But we talked about this on the old episode 39. How much can you really fix the servers from home? Can you, like, really fix the servers? I have no... Again, we, we've reiterated this so many times. We have no idea how game development really works. No. Get Ethernet cables. It works with the Switch. Does Nin- would Nintendo really care? I mean, look. Smash Bros. sold 18.84 million copies. Do they really care about... Do they really care at this point? That's good. That's gonna hit twenty for sure. And yeah, I think they do. I don't know if they care, man. I don't really know if they care about their community. They, I mean, like, do they really care about the online aspect? Like, do they care that they're not gonna be at Evo? They've already made this much money. The DLC characters they know are going to bring in more people anyway. Yeah, absolutely, they always do. Except Byleth, maybe. But yeah, they always do. Hey, Byleth brought me back (laughs) for sure. Only DLC character I have. I just don't. I just don't think Nintendo feels the need to fix it. Obviously, there's fan outcry, and it would be a it would be a PR gain, I think, to fix them. But I don't know mm-hmm. if they feel the need, especially now in this crazy situation, where they would probably need to allocate resources to their most pressing projects and matters. They probably don't care about fixing the online of what's going to be a two-year-old game soon. Yeah, I mean, the need's not there. I agree with you on that. Because I feel like they've already made so much money on it already. They're going to be making more money anyway because they still have six new DLC fighters. So I don't think they really need to worry about the online in their eyes. The need's not there. You're absolutely right about that. But they can just win over so many people if they made an effort to fix their servers. Obviously, you know, everyone would praise them because they're like, hey, they listened to... They listen to Holy the shit, Nintendo listened to its fans. Uh, it, people would be probably mad that it took them so long to do so, and that it yeah. wasn't good on release of the game itself. But, you know, you'd get some brownie points, I think. Absolutely would. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. That's We'll have to wait and see on that situation. That's the beauty of it, man. We have to wait and see with all this stuff, for sure. Yeah, they... They have a lot of decisions to make over there, and I guess we just got to hope they make the best ones moving forward, whatever those may be, and whether or not we agree yeah. with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't really know. I just think they're in a tough spot when it comes to... They, they have they just... so much going on right now. Yeah, like, they do. Just so much. Yeah, it hurts Maybe it... being like in the Eastern world, too. Yeah, but anyway... That's oh, my two damn. cents on all that. Do you have anything you want to like? Anything you want to talk about in specific? Uh, oh. is that all the news we have? That's the news I have for this episode. So we're doing a new up, another episode soon. Uh, do you want to do? You did have something to say about mobile games the last time. Uh, I want to save that actually for next okay. episode. You, okay, uh, I did think that. of some. I did think of something, and I hope. Okay. And I think it'll be it'll be a nice way to end this up. So. Okay. Let's talk about Breath of the Wild 2 real quick. Uh, something that we something that we haven't talked about before. So okay, let's do it. Recently, I, I was at work yesterday. Which which one? Uh, I was at a uh, uh, the golf course. Okay. Just chilling out in the range, 
because there was no one there for the time being, and I was just chilling around, had my music on. And, you know, the chemicals in my brain, they started working as they do, uh, you know, producing thoughts and giving me free free thought and shit, all that inconvenient okay, stuff. Yeah, we but love when that happens. I was thinking about Breath of the Wild, and I, I was thinking about the the conversation you and I had on a previous episode about whether, it, it was brief, but we talked about whether or not Link would talk, uh, w- would receive a <laughs> voice, and, and, you know, what we'd want him to say and things like that. We had a more in-depth conversation privately about that. But, you know, obviously, that's uh, that's it's kind of a gamble. Yeah, uh, if they're going to give sure. Link a voice actor, I personally think it's time. But, you know, obviously, it's pro- it's a big it, it's a big risk they'd be taking. So, mm-hmm. they're my guess is that they probably won't. You have to get every, you have to get everything right with that. You really do. However, you cannot mess up anything. However, I realized that there is another iconic Zelda character that will likely be voiced in this Breath of the Wild sequel, and that's. Mm-hmm. That's G Dog himself, Ganondorf. Oh shit, Ganondorf! Yeah, is probably going to be fully voiced for the first time in the Zelda series, in this game. Oh, that's way more likely than Link talking. Oh my god, way more likely. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, this could totally happen. Now, obviously, in the trailer, we see presumably Ganondorf. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but he's being resurrected. Everyone has pretty much accepted that it's Ganondorf. Yeah. Because, but he's like a mummify. He's kind, he's kind of like in the state of the Sheikah. <laughs> he's, monk. So, he's so freaky. He, he's so freaky, but he's in like a, a Sheikah in a Sheikah monk state in that yeah. version. But anyway, I was thinking about Ganondorf's voice, and I think that I have the voice I, actor. The voice actor. I think I have a good idea of who I want the voice actor to be. Okay. So I want to explain my reasoning first and provide a bit of build up, and then I will reveal who I think should be. So Go I ahead. want to examine why I think this person would be good uh, for Ganondorf in this specific game, as well as Ganondorf as a whole in the series. So in this specific right. game, Ganondorf, this is going to be more of a speculative of like how uh, I think. All, Ganondorf yeah, all is. of it is. Yep. So obviously we see Ganondorf. He is in a state similar to the Sheikah monks in mummification, though. Instead of, you know, kind of being preserved in sort of a harmonic state, he is obviously being held there against his will or in some way sealed, it seems, where he has been down there for a long time without being able to escape. So you got to imagine he's been writhing down there, especially considering his malice is kind of leaking out from the body. And people have presumed that Calamity Ganon was nothing more than a puppet conjured up by the malice coming out of ganondorf's like body buried beneath hyrule so all the blights all the blights calamity ganon itself it was all just a puppet of ganondorf Mm -hmm. who was trying to escape he his power must have been slowly building over these years and finally he has enough like power to coalesce these you know malice beings Impa but, pulls out another book. She's like, I forgot to tell you this tale. And this is that's but how yeah, the game starts. The, the, the kind of like writhing for h- hundreds or thousands of years even underground is the one aspect that I think, uh, at least in the early game, is going to be Ganondorf sort of thing. He may He's probably going to be just super pissed. Just livid. Every, like, <laughs> just absolutely. Livid. Like, he's... He's not going to be like cool or collected at all. Oh, he's, he's going to be hot. At least, at least like in the initial moments of his resurrection, and he might also not be all there because of you know That's years true. and years of decay and shit. Yes, he's but trying to get back into it. I feel like if you're having Ganondorf in any yeah. capacity, you're eventually going to have to return him to his former glory, which I think is going to happen near to the end of the game. Like he's somehow going to restore his body, like the to- final boss. Like final boss status, like full Ganondorf. So you're making it sound like the entire game you're trying to catch up to Ganondorf. I I imagine that's what's going to happen. Okay. Because I imagine Ganondorf is going to somehow escape from his imprisonment, Mm -hmm. send Link and Zelda maybe tumbling deeper underneath Hyrule while he lifts the castle into the air, it seems. And then you have to claw your way out of, like, hell through dungeons and shit 
get back to the surface, somehow stop him before he does his dastardly whatevers. But that's that's what I wanted to talk about for Ganondorf in this specific game. But okay. I also want to touch on how Ganondorf has been portrayed in the series as a whole. So He's a bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy. But he has a lot of traits that make him a good villain that seem to, like, kind of, you know, they would seem contradictory on paper, but he melds them together very well. He does. And I think the two main things is that, one, he's manipulative and cunning and sneaky, but he's also a very powerful sorcerer and warlock. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, sorry, a very pow- powerful sorcerer and warrior is what I meant to say. Yeah. So, like, he, you know, he's dastardly and he schemes and he's very manipulative. In Ocarina of Time, he manipulates the king in, like, the king of Hyrule to, yeah. to think he's an ally in A Link to the Past when he's, you know, Ganon. He takes on the form of Aghanim and deceives and kills the king in a similar fashion. Takes and, on the form know, of Gerudo. Like, he does it all. Yeah, and, but then, obviously, you know, he's he's got that manipulative sense about him. But the, he then he's also a warrior. You know, he's the one male born in the Gerudo tribe every 100 years. That's literally his birthright to lead his kingdom. He led Hyrule into a civil war after Ocarina of Time's bad ending, I think, when he... Uh, he traps he traps oh, no, Link that, in the set. It might be before... I'm I'm not exactly sure of the timeline, but I know that he, you know, he's he's led his people into battle, and obviously he's not afraid, as many final bosses show, to yeah. you know try to kick Link's ass himself. But he's also the type to let minions do his bidding to plant seeds of corruption, and uh, one of his favorite uh, sort of methods of attacking is actually infecting things with parasites. Uh, he infected the Deku tree with a parasite in Ocarina of Time. The same with Lord Jabu Jabu. The malice itself could be seen as a parasite yeah, as it like, spreads throughout Hyrule. After Link is sealed in the Sacred Realm in Ocarina of Time for seven years, you can go to Castle Town. It looks like a zombie plague is swept through. It's not actually a zombie plague, but it you know it looks like that. Looks so. Up, yeah. It's kind of like a. It seems like a little bit of a through line, but the thing is, you know, most villains would kind of be towards one or the other of the spectrum, but I think Ganondorf kind of melds that together very well. He does so. I think that's why he's such a beloved villain because, you know, there's being those two things together makes him seem like an impossible force to stop. So mm-hmm. it's all the more better when Link is able to defeat him. So with all that being said, I want to make some, you know, analogies to, to Star Wars, ironically, and kind of out of nowhere. So I, I kind of see him as kind of like a Palpatine figure where he's, you know, he's behind the scenes pulling all the strings. Yeah. But unlike Palpatine, where, you know, Palpatine's powerful, he's a powerful, I guess you could say, a sorcerer, you know, connect the two. Sith, both, Sith Lord. Like, he's a powerful Sith Lord. He uses the Force, or in the like in the Zelda universe, would be the equivalent to, like, a magic user like Ganondorf is. But, he, used the, he used the Force like Ganon uses the Triforce of Power. Yeah, but Ganondorf also is proficient with, like, physical weapons. He's a yeah. big dude, and he's willing to, like, throw, like, just throw some hands and he's good with a sword a sword two swords or like tridents he's yeah he's, he's good got with that all. like more traditional warrior brute uh fighting style as well and also again he balances it with his you know use of magic in some games and yada yada so he's kind of like a mix between a sith warrior so like maybe an apprentice of what a palpatine would be and while also being the mastermind himself i, I feel like that's kind of the the uh the thing he's got going there so therefore yeah i would like to suggest one sam witwer as the voice okay. of okay so do you okay. know who sam Whit- do you know who sam witwer is heard of heard of the gentleman so sam witwer voices uh you'll he's not exactly i think he's a household name in star wars fans eyes because he voiced darth maul in the phantom menace and the clone wars but he also voiced darth sidious in the force unleashed video game okay so talk about a horrible video game just a very visually horrible video just torture everywhere yeah but man just i was thinking about it obviously 
Zelda characters have had voice actors before, but it's mostly been like grunts or reaction noises, not really full spoken lines. Yeah, now Breath so, of the Wild, we have everything now, have changed everything. Everything has changed. Now they could obviously recast one of the old voice actors of Ganon, who has done like his sound effects before, and that'd be fine. But I think if we're trying to capture maybe like a new, a slightly new essence of the character while also trying to capture everything that he is in the series as a whole, I think Sam Witwer would be my choice for the perfect Ganon. Because in many ways, this Ganon that we see in Breath of the Wild 2's trailer kind of seems like he's in the Darth Maul situation, at least in the Clone Wars, because Darth Maul was writhing on this trash planet after Obi-Wan obviously cut him in half and he fell down this huge trash chute in episode one. And when you finally see him in the Clone Wars, he is just like, he has gone insane. He's kind of like, like lost all of his rational thought. And Sam Witwer really just sells the pain and the agony and just the writhing anger of Darth Maul in that moment. Like he goes, like he does not pull any punches. He goes all in. You look behind the scenes, and he's like intentionally like twitching his body and tensing up in order to get these emotions out. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously, once Maul kind of regains his sense of self and returns to his former glory, Sam Witwer pulls off that manipulative, but also powerful and cruel and menacing atmosphere that Maul, you know, gives off. So that's kind of like where I drew parallels to what I think this Ganondorf might be. Yeah, so the arc you think he's going to take is he's going to get resurrected and he's just going to go on a full-blown just I think he's going to He's going to be enraged for a, quite a bit. I think he's going to have an initial rampaging state, but I feel like he's going to come back to his senses and yeah. then start maybe manipulating the different tribes of Hyrule, go back to Gerudo Town and try and recruit his people, recruit them back to his side. And maybe maybe we'll go to find... Like I think we will be trying to catch up with Ganondorf. And once we get to Gerudo Town, maybe he will have left it in waste, take the taken the loyalists with him while leaving the detractors to to burn in the desert yeah it takes the thunder helm all that stuff maybe just destroys it who knows it can go a lot of different ways but yeah i think that that's whatever whatever the direction they take him if they want him manipulative and like his normal self right off the start or if they want to start with that more monstrous you know feral vicious side they said they said this game's going to be darker than like Dark. Majora's Mask. They have to, if they want to catch that essence, they have to let Ganondorf just unhinge. I think they just will. blow off some steam. They got to blow off some steam. I think they'll have to as well. But also, I talked about Palpatine, uh, you know, being a kind of another parallel to Ganondorf in my mind. And Sam Witwer obviously has also voiced Palpatine. Now, obviously, I think Maul's voice is closer to what I would want from Ganondorf's voice. Maybe yeah, less. Agreed. Maul's voice has some, a little bit of smoothness, smoothness to it. I think Ganondorf, you'd probably give it a bit more growl, a bit more of a coarse voice, especially probably from his initial appearance when he's presumably still nearly zombified. Yep. Uh, but, I, but I also feel like if he does return to his former glory, he will have that you know smoother voice, but still like deep and menacing and intimidating because you know obviously he's a manipulator, so he'll need... You know, he, he kind of has a little bit of a silver tongue on him uh, in some games, uh, especially, I believe, in Ocarina Ooh, so of Time, I, I imagine him like that, and also in Wind Waker when he's a bit more refined uh, yeah. after his loss in Ocarina of Time. So, all right, so I have a question about this then. So if we both agree he's going to act out of rage, do you think it's going to be more of like a, I hate all of you, you've kept me trapped down here for all these years, I'm just going to rip... I'm going to rip this plan to pieces and you're going to have to catch up to me. Or is it going to be like more of like out of fear in the beginning? It's like, who the hell are you guys? Like what, ha- what's been going on? What the hell's happening? Uh, you, I just need to figure this out myself. I'm going to beat the shit out of you two first. And then I'm going to go like, find out what going to go try to repiece my life. And then that's how he kind of like morphs back into his sense of self. Well, what I'm thinking is, cause I'm of the opinion 
that Calamity Ganon was a puppet of Ganondorf. That's a strong puppet, man. I know, I know. That should go, and that should also show how strong Ganondorf is, even while being freaking sealed. Yeah, so dead. That's a big threat. Yeah, so, big time. Whooped Link's ass. I think that he knows the current state of Hyrule, considering he would be the one who put it into ruin in the first place. Okay. So I th- I don't think he'd be more confused. I think he'd be like, you know, I think there'd be a little bit of a little bit of relief in the anger, you know, like a little bit of a release because he finally gets to return to the world and ravage it properly as he sees fit, you know. Uh, so I think that they'll, if anything, they'll do more of the, your former option where he's just pissed the hell off. And he wants to burn everything. Yeah. Uh, I really hope the kingdom isn't they, restored. That would be a bummer. I mean, we were talking about... <laughs> that would sure be hope, a big bummer. I sure hope no more Terrytowns <laughs> popped up. Oh, come uh, on. We just restored the Tassel Ruins. <laughs> Go over there. Hatino wasn't touched. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards had Hatino have had it too good for too long. Yeah, go over there. Give us time to retreat at least. <laughs> go kick Pyrrha's ass. Anyway. Please. Uh... You know, we talked about how Nintendo had maybe been, you know, simplifying certain aspects of their games to make them more uh, appealing. appealing to cert- to like newer fans or maybe make them more like, I guess, the definitive versions of those games in mm-hmm. a way. I know that doesn't apply to every game. Obviously, Zelda doesn't have the Triforce in Breath of the Wild, which is, well, Zelda herself has the Triforce, but the game as a whole doesn't mention the Triforce, which is a huge thing about Zelda. So obviously that wouldn't really apply there i think i don't know yeah they were taking it's more zelda off in... script it's more off ta- script which i was gonna say they were taking your... zelda yeah they were taking zelda in a new direction anyway so no i, can... I no the complete the completionist on youtube said that this is the most interesting zelda by far yeah i, I mean i can agree it's, it's yeah for sure crazy. but it, it they could take ganondorf a lot of ways because they changed zelda a lot too you know zelda's more of a researcher she's not very she's magically not pr- she's not she's very not, magically inclined yeah. It's you know, not the it's not Princess Zelda that like, when you think of. it's kind of just Zelda yeah yeah uh, we're done you see my tweet where I'm like damn it's gonna, Queen Zelda like yeah Queen no one's Zelda gonna, is gonna be nobody's crazy. gonna call her that nobody I don't even think she, she probably wouldn't want to be called that no she's just gonna be Zelda like it always it'll always be that way it'll always just be Zelda now that she's out with Link and you know chilling frogging around yeah I think Ganondorf's gonna want to go after Zelda. As always, but more... he's, he's got to get he's got to get through Link though, and I think he knows that. I think yeah, because that's probably why it seemed like he Zelda's, tried to separate them. Zelda's powers dwindled, as we know. So she, I don't think she by herself can beat Ganon. I mean, Ganon. she sealed Calamity Ganon. Yeah, but her power was waning. I know it was a hundred years, but like, are we gonna wait another hundred? Like Link's gonna shit her, again. True. I mean, her. It seems like her power is the full Triforce. It, yeah, it doesn't show a piece of the Triforce. Thing. It shows all it three It shows pieces. the full Triforce. Like, that is her bloodline, which I think gives more credence to the fact, like, how Breath of the Wild is placed so far after all of the timelines in mm-hmm. Zelda. That's somewhere and also, along and also, the line. And also, maybe you can correlate that to, like, that's why she's having trouble managing it, because maybe if it was just wisdom, she'd be fine. But she's yeah, got to because... manage all three. I mean, the Triforce traditionally is used to, like, grant wishes and, like, restore whole worlds. So, if this is just part of her bloodline now, so her mother had this power, and somewhere along the line, the hero didn't receive the Triforce of Courage, and the reincarnation of evil never received the Triforce of Power, I think that also might reel into this thing, because Mm -hmm. my theory is that Ganondorf is sealed down there because people wanted to try to stop the reincarnation of evil. And they know if yeah. that they if they killed Ganondorf, you know, he would just reincarnate. But maybe if they kept him alive, this current Ganondorf, they keep him alive but unable to do anything, another Gerudo male won't be born. Yeah. And also this king of evil won't be reincarnated because he won't be dead, so all of that power will still be in the world but it'll be trapped so i think they were trying to stunt the gerudo male kind of birthing process because in 
I believe that it was in a in a text in Gerudo Town. They said that a, a male has not been born in a long time. Yeah, and that leads to be the last one was was yeah. that Ganondorf, and whether or not this is the same Ganondorf from a previous game, or whether or not this is a new reincarnation that we've that has that showed up between you know the last game and Breath of the Wild at some point, we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, th- that was a huge tangent. Sam, I, no, that was all. No, that was great. I'm speaking. I, I, I'm speaking directly to the team, uh, working on Zelda. If I'm telling, they definitely have the voice casted already. Just get like, Josh. Just, just get Josh Brolin to do it. Josh Brolin, Thanos. Get, get Thanos Ganondorf in there because he, he he does show signs of him getting. He's probably too much of that. He's probably out of the budget. Yeah, I think Brolin's, you know, at least Thanos disposition. He's he a has lot. the he has the manipulative part down. I don't think he has the ferocity that. No, Gant I don't think so either. Needs. Like Thanos is calm. Like he can get, you know, aggressive, but I don't think he can get vicious. You know. Yeah. Which is, I think, what the Ganondorf might need. But yeah, Sam Witwer. If there's, that would be my ideal casting choice for Ganondorf in this game. Would be Sam Witwer because I think it would give a unique feel to this Ganondorf specifically, you know, with how he carries his voice while also still retaining all the aspects that I believe he will have in this specific game and also his appearance as a whole in the series. I like that. That's so really good. That took about 20 minutes. So hopefully that was good. short enough for you guys. Good. <laughs> We're back. So we are back. on that note, that's going to conclude the delayed but delivered episode 39 <laughs> of the Switched Up Podcast. Right. Um, we will be back with episode forty later this week. If you want to follow us on our on social at Switch Up Pod on Twitter, uh, YouTube, we post the Switch It Up shorts there, shorter versions of the podcast. If you prefer that, look up Switch It Up podcast on YouTube. Look, go find our logo. You'll find it there. Uh, if you want to email us about anything, we have a Switch It Up Gmail. Uh, switch Up Switch It Up podcast with one P with the up and podcast at gmail.com. Myself personally, I am thinking of getting into streaming some of these Nintendo games, including Breath of the Wild, including Three Houses, including whatever the hell else I'm feeling <laughs> like playing. That is where I might I might proceed Witcher Three sometime. Uh, you so let me know if you want to see that. I need one more piece, which one of my buddies has, and he's the one to loan it to me. So other than that, I know how to do it. I have it all set up. But personally, you can follow myself at Colby underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can follow myself on Twitter at Tyler Samsel and on Instagram at tsamsel11. You can follow my Instagram if you want. That's probably where we'll be putting all the polls for episodes when we want your user input. And uh, with that, I am going to go to sleep because I have to work at 3 a.m. tomorrow. So you all have episode, a good Episode 40, mobile games, hot gaming tapes, and we'll find out what else. Have a good Next one, time. gamers. We will see you soon.